Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're super excited. We are taking on a worthwhile endeavor at Life Success and Legacy. Our intention is to honor Nelson Nash, the man, as well as the infinite banking concept. We're going to create a series of resources, including podcasts and text, as a resource for others who want to truly understand with depth and clarity what Nelson shared in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker as well as the many seminars and think tanks that we were fortunate to have attended during his life. So who is this intended audience? Well, we will use Nelson Nash's own words. It is written for the layman, not for financial advisors, but all life agents should be thoroughly knowledgeable of its content and practice. So whether you are an individual, part of a family, a business owner, or a life insurance agent, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and we will walk you through becoming your own banker step-by-step so you can reference the parts you want to revisit at your own pace. And we might have a little fun along the way. Hey, welcome back to our listeners. Uh, Another episode of the Life Success and Legacy podcast. Uh, Mike Everett over there in the other window and Chris Bay here. How's it going? Doing well. out there in uh, South Lawrence today. It's going pretty well. Beautiful day, actually. Oh, Sunday my goodness. Out. This yeah. could be a golf day, actually, but uh, oh. got other things going on. You got some birthday celebration going on, don't you? Yeah, I got a kid turning 40. So we got a big uh, we got a big 40th birthday party tonight. So uh, lots of family, lots of fun. Should be a good day. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, um, today we're going to jump into another part of the human problem. We're in section two of Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, and hopefully our listeners have a copy and they can kind of follow along with us. The reason we do this is we kind of, obviously you can read the book for yourself, but but Mike Everett um, was a little bit of a stalker for Nelson Nash. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Followed him around, listened to him, uh, was mentored by Nelson Nash. And so because of that, Mike brings uh, another level of information and experience um, and adds it to this book. So the arrival syndrome, Mike, you you heard Nelson talk about the arrival syndrome. Um, I can't even count how many times you probably listened to him. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> tell us, tell us about the arrival syndrome, and why do you think Nelson includes this in uh, in his book? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read right out of the first paragraph. It said this uh, this phenomenon probably limited the achievements of mankind more than anything else. When this thing infects us, we stop growing and stop learning. We rot. We turn off or tune out the ability to receive inspiration because we already know all there is to know. We all know people like this. Um, We share a story with them. We have something, uh, a praise report. We have something we want to share that's really uh, caught our eye or caught our attention. And when we run into this type of person, they turn around and they have a bigger, better, more greater story than what we have. So there is not anything that we can share with them that will ring true or something that they won't try to, uh, uh, we can't create any inspiration for them because they, they've got more inspiration than us. And, and unfortunately there's lots and lots and lots of people out there like that. So 
those are difficult people to be able to share something like the infinite banking concept with because uh, they'll they'll not be open mm -hmm. to be able to receive anything that we might have to share about IBC. So if there's a, a practitioner out there, an IBC practitioner out there who, um, you know, maybe they're just getting started. Um, and do you have any advice for them on one? I mean, I know you, you can pick up if someone has the arrival syndrome in, in a very short amount of time. Yes. Do you have advice for people, uh, young practitioners out there who, who might come across this and maybe don't recognize it? Or what are some of the pitfalls that they might fall into? Well, because we all have, um, I'm trying to think of the right, I was gonna say self-esteem uh, issues. <laughs> and and that, this could hold true, but yet we, we've all been taught to, to press on, to press on, to press on. And so when we're excited about a particular thing, and, and in, the, in our case, it's the infinite banking concept, we have a tendency to want to, I, I'm gonna use the word overshare or, yeah. or overeducate somebody about IBC. Um, for this young person out there or new IBC practitioner, I would encourage them to keep their antennas up, to keep their eyes open for these kinds of people. And I'm gonna say it as I would, like when, when you and I first got started, mm -hmm. you have to recognize those people right away and you have to walk away. Yeah. Because there is nothing that you're going to say or do that is going to change where they are in life because they have arrived. Mm -hmm. They maybe make a ton of money. They've got great investments. They've got great family. They've got great everything going on. So there's really nothing that you can share with them that's going to uh, affect where they might go if you continued on this uh, line in sharing about IBC. I so, don't think about, I even think about particular case here probably in the last month that we were a, a person who reached out to us yep and has been studying IBC for probably two years or more and yet they approached us they have taken the initiative to study it and yet it was very clear I think to both of us that this person had the arrival syndrome they really didn't want to believe that IBC could work <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, well, we see this all the time. <laughs> and and we, we understand it, but but more importantly, we recognize it early, early on. So um, um, this is why we love sharing infinite banking with those who are open, those who are willing to further their education about IBC, and how it could really affect them, not just today, but 10 and 20 and 30 years from now. Uh, we always talk about, you know, if you think about, you know, like a, a yardstick, like we'll, we'll come 50% of the way. Absolutely. But, but you got to come 50% of the way. That means you've got to continue to learn. You've got to continue to ask questions, those yep. kinds of things. We're not going to do this nope. and try and drag you over to IBC. That, that doesn't benefit anybody. Well, you know, in, in our teaching and the way we, we uh, teach infinite banking too, 
you, you talk about this coming 50%. So these people have either done their own education or they've come to a boot camp or they've spent time reading and coming to a webinar. We are not even opposed to people coming to us with some gigantic skeptical questions. In right. fact, we encourage it because really part of what we do is share little known truths about money. It's in our mission statement. Yeah. And we want to be able to make sure that what we're sharing with people is true, honest, right. But yet if there is some kind of question or some kind of concern that a client or a potential client has, we want them to bring it to us because we are responsible and we want them to feel the comfort or the freedom to be able to share those things with us so we can make sure that the things that we are sharing are right. Yeah. Yeah. We use the language scrubbing our language. We always That's want to make right. sure that it's, it's clear, it's accurate, it's, it's, it's truth. Those are the things that we work very hard. And if someone asks a question and we don't have the answer to it, boy, that drives me crazy for me. That, that's what pushes me to want to want to continue to improve and get better and better. Okay, let's jump into uh, the arrival syndrome here. I'm on the second paragraph. Ed Deming. Ed Deming uh, was a business consultant, and uh, he actually worked till the age of 93, Nelson says. Um, Tell us a little bit about Ed Deming and, and why it took a while for, and, and let me rephrase it, and how the arrival syndrome came to play in the United States relationship with this unbelievable business consultant. Well, uh, he basically went to the business schools all over the country, trying to share some of the things that he wanted to teach to the, the business schools, or even some of the American businesses out there. And it says right in the middle of this paragraph, almost without exception, Ed ran into this response, but we're already doing that. No, they were not doing that. They were, they were only taking a superficial look at what he was saying and jumping the conclusion that they already understood all of the ramifications of Ed's concept. Yeah. And we get this all the time, especially with uh, some of the teaching that we do, because since you and I have become business partners, we get in the weeds with our customers. We want to give them some in-depth stuff. So that is why it is important for us to take people through our process. So there will be a great understanding of the education, the ideas that we're trying to get them to apply in their own lives financially and personally. And, and this, I think, is a great opportunity for you to share a little bit of Nelson and his journey, because this, this um, story about Ed Deming is not so different than Nelson's experience in trying to share IBC. Can you shed some light on that? <laughs> well, I, Nelson's a better man than I will ever be. Um, so, <clears throat> when the revelation came about infinite banking, he was just unbelievably excited. So the first place that he went to was the life insurance companies. Um, he was a life insurance guy. He was learning how to utilize whole life insurance and creating their own infinite banking concept system. And uh, they basically kicked him out the front door. Yeah. 
And these were companies that he was actually doing business with. And they said, no, we're already doing that, just like what Ed Deming ran into. Well, then after, after the insurance companies basically said, nah, we're not really interested in that, he went to the educational system. He went to colleges and universities. He went to uh, business schools. And they had absolutely zero interest in learning about IBC, which is unbelievable in my books. But I'm going to tell you, even after I became an infinite banking practitioner, I too went to businesses and, and I went to schools to say, hey, I've got something I want to share with you. And it was like, phew, nobody was really interested in learning something that's really been around for a really long time. But we were going to show people how to create their own uh, IBC system. Yeah, it's it's it still blows me away. Yeah. So really, Nelson had a similar experience to uh, Ed Deming. Uh huh. You know, like locally, the people who knew you, the people you interact with, they really didn't want to have anything to do with it. No. So then, the, so this business consultant, uh, Mr. Deming, he goes to Japan again. <laughs> we talked yep. about Japan last time yeah uh and and he showed them how to really address quality that was his his thing is teaching people how to create quality yep went it went like crazy and um and the you know japan their economy was non-existent they were flat on their backs but he found a culture that already knew discipline how many times do we hear that in nelson's teaching my goodness they were the willing to listen and do what he said the rest is history and american manufactured paid the price for their arrogance mm. when ed came back to america much later he was accepted as being a genius <laughs> and many business schools in america now sing the praises of ed deming isn't that interesting just part of life just part of it yeah so um there's a Another reference here, a historian that Nelson uh, references, Daniel Boorston uh, from 1914 to 2004. And he stated it this way, the greatest obstacle to discovering the shape of the earth, the continents and the oceans was not ignorance. It was the illusion of knowledge, mm. right? That's right. Yeah, we talked we about already, that. We already know all there is to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And Nelson comes out, he says, it's probably our hardest job as IBC practitioners is getting these concepts across to people. And, and I think what you would say is if you run up against somebody with the arrival syndrome and you recognize it, just walk away. That's right. You can't it, teach them anything. Just, That's nope. right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he does here at the end um, reference an article in Fortune magazine, and he's going to come back to it in the next chapter as well when we talk about use it or lose it. Uh, it's a quote from uh, the EVA article. And just for our listeners, what's EVA stand for? Economic value added. Yep. And we'll dig into that in our next podcast. So a little, little uh, enticer there for you to, uh, <laughs> to listen to the next one. EVA is probably one of the most important things that we talk about yep. uh, in infinite banking and teaching our clients. Um, this article in Fortune magazine, it was September of 1993, comes to mind. He says, if you understand what's really happening, you'll know what to do. I'm telling you. To wrap up um, the arrival syndrome, 
early on, we started discovering that with some of our clients that there was another version of the arrival syndrome. There's the one where you just can't teach them anything because yeah. they got it all figured out, right? Yep. But there's another version of the arrival syndrome. What's that other version? Um, there's an opposite side to that coin. And it's, uh, you know what, it, this is as good as it's going to get. So, you know, you've got your one, one side and then you've got your other side where it's not going to get any better than it is right now. And, and so part of our job is, and, and he says it right there is, this is our hardest job, mm -hmm. is to get people to open their minds and take an in-depth look at exactly what's going on. So in order for us to give people hope, we've got to be able to step beyond even our comfort level in sharing what's really going on with the infinite banking concept. And this is uh, sometimes a challenge when we run into both sides of that equation. So part of what we wanna make sure that uh, we're doing is sharing it honestly and sharing it with people to give them hope and freedom and to be able to help people create a system that will never ever go away. It is a legacy that we're helping them create, not just for today, but for future generations. Absolutely. And sometimes people have been burned. Um, just met with a, a couple this week and they're hesitant. You know, they, they studied IBC. They came to us. They're excited about IBC. But there is that, that cautiousness because they've been burned on an investment uh, in their past. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that, that we just have to deal with. And that's, that's where we, right. again, we try to deal with things as honestly, with integrity, as factual as we possibly can. Well, let me throw this in too, because it just dawned on me that we wanna make sure that we're educating ourselves and that we're creating an atmosphere of, uh, of us not knowing all of the answers. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we've gotta make sure that we're doing even though we've got Nelson's book and we've studied it for years and we're sharing ideas with them, our job is to, to really come to people and speak openly, honestly, and not, not feel like we have all the answers. Yeah. So Nelson, um, as you know, on an, on a personal level, um, Nelson's Christian faith was incredibly important to him. And um, there are several places throughout his book that he mm -hmm. references scripture, um, quotes, other things that um, go back to, that's his frame of reference when he yep. talks about a lot of these things, yep. is looking at it through um, the eyes of a Christian through scripture. And he's got a, uh, he's got a prayer here from Sir Francis Drake. Uh, before he set out to be the first man to circumnavigate the world mm. um, back in England in 1577. I love the language in this. It's, it's repeated in the first three stanzas. Yes. Disturb us, O Lord. And then he goes on to give several examples of, you know, if we start to um, be, become too pleased with ourselves. Yes. Disturb us. Um, when our, when our dreams have come true because we dream too little, when we arrive safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Mm. What I love is, and this kind of goes, goes back to this idea of a comfort zone. Yeah. And, and that can be us not stretching ourselves, but it can also be kind of that arrival syndrome. Right. Know it all. And I love that phrase, 
of disturb us, O Lord. It's Don't pretty intense. That's right. Uncomfortable. Yeah, pretty good. And then he, he has a, uh, a verse from Deuteronomy 8, 17 through 18 at, at the very end there. Um, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands has produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord our God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. Amen. Amen. Hey, to our listeners, thanks for joining us uh, on this podcast. We are, as we, as we just uh, dropped a little, little teaser there, we're going to jump into a user lose it or the economic value added in our next podcast, um, which is kind of, I guess, one of the lasts of the human problems. Uh, and then we'll start jumping into actually creating the entity, which will be fun. Um, so if, you, uh, if you've not gotten yourself a copy of uh, Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker or the case for IBC. We've got copies of those available on our website at lifesuccesslegacy.com. We look forward to you joining us in our next one when we jump into Use It or Lose It. Thanks for joining us.